Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! Hey, it's Andrew Easton here, and I just wanted to give you a little bit of the backstory to the conversation that you're about to listen to here between me and my good buddy, Jared Zegalis. Informally, Jared and I talk uh, really all the time, and he had shared with me a story about how one of his students, Emma, had taken it upon herself to redesign uh, and actually create an entirely new web page for the journalism program. And the Westside Journalism Program is a nationally renowned program and it's one piece that our school is definitely very proud of. Now with Jared, one of the things that I really appreciate most about his approach to education is his willingness to empower his students with opportunities uh, and with the freedom to kind of fail forward and learn from their mistakes and grow and really to invest in that reflection process. And so while this podcast is not necessarily designed to be a one-to-one transfer into your classroom, nor are we really trying to set up a personalization model in terms of just the direct practices. I really appreciate Jared's mindset, and I think that the classroom culture and the mindset with which Jared approaches uh, his job and the way in which he tries to support his students is something that does have an applicability at all grade levels. And so as you listen to the podcast today, you're going to have an opportunity to listen in to some student interviews uh, that I did independently with both editors from Westside Wired and also Craze Magazine. And what's kind of fun here is that Jared had no idea what the students had said. And so as I've gone through these interviews, I kind of curated some of the comments that they made. And then Jared and I sat down and listened to these and you get his immediate reaction to these comments, which makes it a really authentic conversation that was a lot of fun to be a part of. And so as you listen for the personalized portion of this podcast, I would really encourage you to listen for student agency, uh, for the ways in which Jared empowers his students, and maybe most importantly, listen in for the ways in which students really take the space uh, and freedom and trust that Jared extends to them uh, and run with it. So uh, with all that said, hope you enjoy the podcast today. Uh, It is a little bit of a longer one, but wow, it's great, especially at the end when you, uh, well, you'll find out. Just stay tuned. All right, excited to get things started today here uh, with uh, Jared Zegalis, and we had an opportunity, well, I don't know, kind of set this up. We We were chatting one day. About that, you guys got a brand a, new website. Yeah, podcast, right? When we did the podcast. Yeah, we were having, okay. a, we were doing a podcast. Uh, there we were on our on our epic discussions. That doing we a podcast, yeah, yeah. and you said that it was well, really cool that Emma. Yeah, that um, we're talking about student led things, and right when students are when students have a chance to lead, if you give them an opportunity, right, then um, I think that magical things happen, and. Um, these guys this year, without me prompting them, really had said, we want to do something different on our website. Everybody got busy, and then Emma came in um, and wanted to actually start doing it. And she just started doing it. Yeah. Um, and so these guys helped out, and uh, but it was really like all the student-led um, from, from that point on. Yeah, and it's like a personalized learning, I don't know, pers- like an advocate. I, I love that idea of agency, which is what we were talking about, and the idea that students, yeah, can... Uh, when given the opportunity to do these things, we'll really run with it. Uh, and you gave them enough space to make that happen. And so what we're going to do today is look at uh, some student interviews. Because our, our goal eventually was like, well, then why don't we do a story? You're like, this, this is so cool what they did. It would be amazing to like sh- tell the world that. And somebody's like, well, let's do a story about them. Um, and a podcast maybe with it, which is what this is going to be too. I think it's really powerful, man. I, I The idea that students – like everybody from the outside looks at it like our website, right? Like, they look at yeah. our website and they really – 
most people think that uh, the advisor, the teacher does that. And uh, I'm super proud that I have nothing to do with that, <laughs> which is yeah. weird to say, no, right? No, kind but, of, that, uh, but that's the power of, of, of these kids. Uh, I mean, they're just amazing. They inspire me. And, uh, you know, the, the best the best case I can make for for you know giving students the uh, the agency is like that website you know that for for me for, mm-hmm. for my entire program all right so first up though we have do have jane and uh and matt again so we're going to listen to a little bit about uh their reflections and yeah i'm going to pause and uh, yeah i'll see what they say this is going to be fun we'll see how this goes <laughs> here we go all right um my name is jane glazer and I'm a co-editor-in-chief with Madigan of Westside Wired, which is the online publication. It was initially the only online publication, but we're like moving more towards an all-encompassing publication. My name is Madigan Brodsky. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Westside Wired with Jane. When we started this year, we, sort, we had goals to try and collaborate across all the publications. We wanted Wired to be the hub, because really, like when you look at the New York Times or um, the World Herald, that's what they do, and if like we're striving to be the best, then we'd want to do the same thing that they are. Um, but it's really hard, especially when we literally like have walls in the hallway separating each publication. Like the past few years, I'd say before we sort of stepped into the leadership role, the boundaries were very apparent, and no one really wanted to collaborate or um, like bridge across each and- each publication to help each other out, even though. It, like how much better our content is is like very apparent and it was hard because like craze would have a story that or a graphic or something that would go very well with someone on wired was writing that someone on wtv was making a video for it. and so it was kind of a shame and that no we one had to these, like to yeah that it was so divided because we could have such a stronger piece of journalism to put up for the whole school to see if we could collaborate together and so with that in mind we've really been trying to that's sort of been our main goal year. Okay, so I'm gonna pause it there because we were talking earlier about like where stories come from and and they they come from a place of need. I'm hearing that in this. Would you say that was sort of yeah? Is... Well, I mean, like Madigan's been to the New York Times and she went around the the editor table and stuff like that, and she brought back that experience. And um, so when the students are looking at like what do they want to do, they look at professional examples and then they're trying to emulate professional examples. And in some ways, I mean, they they are a professional example. They do really high quality journalism, um, and so. Yeah, this whole thing came about of them seeing that example in the world and wanting to try to get there. I think we we over-anticipated how easy that was going to be, and the necessity for everything to be online is kind of key in making that collaboration work. I think we sort of like stumbled into that realization mm-hmm. and um, that like we need everything to be online. And we talk a lot like with Z and K about how like 10 years from now, there's no no print newspaper is going to exist. Everything's always going to be online. So if we want to be sort of like the leaders in, in journalism as far as high schools go, then we need to keep up with that trend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 what's really cool is that the, it's the students themselves who are looking to the, to the future, right? So the students are looking at the future. Uh, I know Madigan um, has done a lot of research on, um, you know, what, the, what direction the newspapers are taking. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think newspapers are going to be gone. Probably not in 10, 20 years, 30 years, right. I don't think. Um, um, but they're definitely going to be different. And the idea that the web is going to be more prevalent, especially in teenagers' lives, is like, I mean, that's just fact. That's just going to be the way it is. Right. Um, but once again, it's cool that they're, they're the ones talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not me coming in and saying, your you issue. guys need to do this. Yeah. This is them saying, hey, I think we should do this. And how can we do this? And where are we going to go? So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the power of this. 
yeah, and from a from a real life experience, but also for a future real life context. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Building their own future. I love it. One day at a time. <laughs> Welcome to West Side yes. Journalism, baby. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, here we go back with Jane. We had initially talked about getting a new website for the beginning of this year, and then this year came, and we were like, we'll do it over winter break, just because we wanted to make sure that everything was, like, going to run super smoothly. But Emma from Craze, she kind of just, like, took it in to her own hands and just made it happen. And then she told us, like, a couple weeks after she started, it was um, right before our intercession, she told us that it was, like, up and running and like ready to go and so we were like okay but it worked out and it's great the freedom to be able to do that like especially that z and k give us is is really amazing personally we didn't develop like a website that's all emma and that's like the amount of like craziness and talent that went into that is ridiculous it really helps too because all the staff writers and other editors in wired since we're all aware that this is kind of everything we've really done and we are like the people behind it all it makes us want to work harder and really put out the best content that we're capable of since we know that we have the power and opportunity to so i don't know it's just really cool because we're doing it kind of for i don't want to say for ourselves because it's journalism and it's for other people but at the same time it's like ultimately rewarding for ourselves yeah. and not for a grade or to like show our teacher look what we did it's just to get back to the community and show ourselves like what we're capable of and the stories we're able to tell uh, Powerful, man. No, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I had forgotten that they were planning on doing that over, like, winter break, and Emma was like, no, we're just going to do it, and she just did it. Yeah. And then she went to them, and she's like, I already did it. And, like, <laughs> and they were they were all blown away, and I was blown away, and, and then they were just like, all right, let's make this happen. Um, and then what they were both talking about as far as, like, I, they didn't do it for a grade. They didn't do it because a teacher told them to. They t- did it because they have um, a stake in it and doing it for mm-hmm. the right reasons, right? So it's, like, not – it's not like something that's uh, set up to be, um, you know, an unauthentic thing. Like we're going to pretend that we're going to do this thing. They're they're really just doing it. Yeah. And they're and they're, you know, they're accountable for it. You know, they they take their mistakes extremely seriously. They know that if they screw up, then it's going to be on their shoulders, and that they have to make sure that they're careful about it. If everything runs through, if uh, once again, if everything runs through me or an educator, the educator is accountable somewhat to what what goes on after that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when you have a kid and you, you clean their room for them every day, you know, like you're, you're just like, oh, the mom's going to do that. Dad's going to do that. Yeah. These guys, you know, they're, they're doing this content on their own and they're making this all happen. Um, I, you know, I remember Emma was like, Hey, can we do a, a website? And cause they had already talked about it and I was like, I'll look at it. I don't, I don't really have time right now, you know? And Emma's just, once again, she just went and did it. You know, it's really cool. That is really pretty amazing. And as I think about even like taking this principle Outside of the journalism context, right? I mean, some lessons that you could learn from this would be to say, you know, in what way are you allowing your students the, the freedom um, to take things in their own direction, the space and time to reflect and, and to actually, like, reapply, I guess, those, like, learn from your mistakes and fail forward. Sometimes I think that we get so in such a hurry to cover and move on, <laughs> like, that there isn't the iterations necessary to ultimately, like, hone a skill to, to really allow something to like to sink in and, and then you know how how can you take what you're doing in any classroom and give them the vision that, that they have of this, this what i'm doing now is greater than grades and is greater than coursework and and maybe part of that is an authentic audience i, I think you know like that there's 
you know, she talked about, but she even says, I'm doing it for, but I'm doing it for myself. <laughs> like, not to be selfish because there is an audience, but there's also a, a purpose, a higher purpose for the individual that um, your program has obviously fostered in a way that's really cool. Uh, and I think is something that can be uh, attained in other subject areas. It just looks a little bit different i think it looks it looks different like once again it's custom built for for us we have an audience because yeah. that's what they do right um but i think finding that audience is is part of the challenge uh for other classes like what's the audience going to be what's it going to look like what's the platform mm-hmm. um and the cool thing about the world that we live in right now is that that stuff's more attainable than ever sure um that 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 you you don't have to go out and spend a thousand dollars to print something and then go out and distribute it um the web if you're doing it right you can bring people in and, and look at what you're doing um, solicit feedback, um, all that stuff. And then, you know, in, in the world today, educators are also able to safeguard. Um, you know, they have, you, you, you can make restrictions. So even younger kids could do a lot more than they used to be able to do. And when given the opportunity, you're seeing it, right? When, like when, when those when those spaces are made, and I love hearing that from them. So let's see what Maddie has to say. ZMK, the way they teach is once you're like in mass comm or first going into the Westside Journalism program, they tell you like what to do and how you need to be or how you need to like write stories and find information to be a successful journalist and then as you move into your publication it's way more hands-off and I feel like it they um, when they're critiquing you or like telling you what to do it's more after the fact and they kind of let you let you like write a story throw yourself into whatever you're doing and then like after you do it after you're proud of it they will come back and tell you like okay this is great this is what you need to fix for next time and then after you're, you're done completing what you've done they like help you for next time and um, as being editors-in-chief, I feel like a lot of the responsibility that Madigan and I have, they've kind of, like, showed us how we can, like, act as that for the other staff writers and, like, help them write better stories and act as, like, another, like, Z and K when it comes to, like, giving them, like, insight on, like, what they need to fix for next time or, like, what they can fix right now to make their story better. Exactly like Jane said, like, it's very, like, after the fact. Like, you're kind of just thrown into it and have no idea what you're doing and you have to figure it all out yourself then after the fact when you when you're like being critiqued by someone and you sort of realize like oh like maybe made a small mistake there or I could really do this differently next time and it would make it a lot better and then next time around your um like your story or whatever type of piece you're working on is so much stronger and I think that that type of learning is so much more beneficial than just like them holding our hand the whole way or trying to tell us it all from the beginning because making those mistakes and then learning through them makes the the final product and the lesson and the importance of that lesson so much more rewarding. The reflection piece that we were talking about, which is awesome. And they want to be a, another you. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's crazy. These guys are awesome. Um, yeah, so the idea that, um, once again, uh, they publish things and, uh, and and we give them feedback and they they love the feedback, mm-hmm. you know and maybe um, not first. Well, you know, very very early on. Like no, they usually first. like it. They usually yeah. like they want to hear like what can I do better, which is really cool, which is really neat. Like they want to hear that because they want to do better. Mm-hmm. That's really. Um, I've had students come to me and be like, "Hey, just be really harsh with me, really <laughs> harder on me." Yeah. Like like really just trash me. Like like take this picture and tell me what's all the things that's wrong with it. I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> let's not just do go there but like i'm like sometimes surprised at like the level of yeah. how can i get better it's really cool because they really do want to get better um and then also they know that we have a, a safe place for them to fail which we we don't want them to, to publish something bad 
mm-hmm. but we also want to know that nothing horrible is going to happen and like we can fix it and there's in the real world this happens too like they might publish something that's wrong they might publish something that um, they might get in a little bit of trouble for um, but we have a safe place here where we could then go through that whole process and we can go and talk to the person that, that maybe was upset about the article and mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe talk to the community and reach out and and how do you manage backlash? How do you manage when people are mad at you? How do you manage those kind of things? And that's all real world experiences mm-hmm. that, that is more on their shoulders and that we help them navigate. Because if it was all on our shoulders, if we if we gave uh, you know the approval for every single thing that came across our desk, then it would be on us. Yeah, and it's on me. And I'm talking to the community. I'm talking to everybody. Uh, um, not I'm not saying that we want to get in trouble, but we have a place where they feel like they are allowed that space to be able to to publish things, and they don't have to be perfect, um, which I think is 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 pretty powerful too. I think that's pretty. It's one of the success stories of the, about this hallway, uh, this journalism program, that we we do promote them taking some chances and yeah um and i mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of articles and thousands of photographs and hundreds of videos um they have done things right they have really done things right um, and even when they stumble they get back up and keep running so and you guys cool. have a process by which to teach them how to handle those stumbles not only in the moment but again future ready yeah sweet that's so good all right um one of the things that makes wide more rewarding or one of my most rewarding classes is because since you're like the work you're doing isn't for a grade it's more like for yourself and for um like the rest of the lab like publication to see and so i think that once you like hear how you did back on the story rather than like seeing oh you got like a c on this because we don't get like actual grades for the content we write it and like instead hearing the corrections we should fix for next time and what we did good it makes it it, it just means a lot more to me as a student because I'm very clear on exactly what I did wrong and exactly, like, like I'm not so hung up on the facts. Like, if, okay, so, like, in English class, if I were to get, like, a C on an essay, I might just be like, oh, like, that's bad. I don't care. That was stupid. I'm not going to worry about it. But if I write a story for Wired, maybe equivalent to a C, but I don't see that grade, like, being a direct reflection of my story. And rather, it's, like ZRK telling me like this is what you should fix for next time this is what you did good then I like care more about it and I'm not upset about like getting a bad grade rather I like want to use what they've taught me for next time and then to like just improve what I do next time yeah so that's one thing I, I um, through the years I've um, I don't grade on the content that they publish I grade on um, basically it's like here's what you need to do by a certain deadline and if you make your deadlines if you go through the process and you and you you make your edits as you're as you know with the with the process you have an a you know you mm-hmm. go through the process and you do a good job and that might mean it's not an a story it might be a <laughs> not a very good story yeah uh, but that's once again uh, uh the learning process and like hey we published the story how can we get better uh you know and and and, and these two are talking about that that's that's pretty cool and it's just neat to hear her say to that you're not a c doesn't motivate you yeah the being equipped with the perspective first and then the tool second to improve is empowering and that's motivating yeah and they don't feel as like there's always this pressure on um on on these young writers sometimes too like we have to be perfect and and these guys want to be perfect but um i i just have found that when i took the grade out of that content it really uh geez it was just a lot better the Mm -hmm. kids really were it just made a, a night and day difference in my program See, and I think Madigan actually carries on here to, to further that point. Okay. The idea that, like, journalism isn't, like, your standard 
like we don't get grades per story like wow that was a great story Madigan A plus or like you didn't really hit the mark on that one gotta give you a D it's very like portfolio based and um, and each publication does monthly portfolios and I know whenever the Lance comes out they'll have like and TV like um, they'll have what they call post-mortem and they'll literally just like put up like a big PDF or play the videos for the whole class and just talk about like here's what we did good here's what we did um, not so good where can we improve um, sort of what thing what outside feedback have you heard and how can we fix that for next time and um, that like takes a long time and it's like a really important day um, and like it's kind of at the like the core of like it, we kind of gloss over it sometimes, like, oh, it's just, like, I remember when I was in Lance, like, just another post-mortem day, but, like, um, it's really, really important, and I think the, the idea of journalism not being your standard, like, test grading, doesn't, it doesn't have a test um, grading score, and it's very much, like, your effort, and maybe, like, kids who, who, um, who are just starting in journalism have written one story in their life before. Like, obviously that story isn't going to be like the best journalism um, in the entire world, but if that kid like worked their ass off for it and was made all their deadlines and was super enthusiastic and you could tell that they were really enjoying themselves and they're here because they want to be and that this, this is something they're passionate about and they did, um, they did all the right things, then you can't not like give them an A for it, even if that piece of journalism compared to um, maybe something that a senior editor would have done is like night and day difference. And that, like, I, that's the reason I've stayed in the program this long. I know from day one, if like my first story that I ever wrote was absolutely horrible, and I found it like recently, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't <laughs> believe I ever wrote this. But um, like, if someone when I had written that, if ZRK had given me, like, all right, Matt, again, like, this is a D quality work, like, average work, because it was, like, I would have been devastated and been like, oh, I really don't belong here, like, I don't, I'm never going to be good at this, but because instead of that, they were like, all right, I can tell you worked hard, like, you went and talked to multiple sources, like, that's what matters more, and the lessons in working hard than, like, the quality, because that will come. Yeah. So she, she elaborated on that. I think we could all relate to putting heart into something and trying really hard, you know, very, very hard to do it the right way and kind of getting that F or that D. And mm -hmm. it's like a gut punch, right? It hurts. You, like, got hurt. you like, this you was do. my soul. It, like, yeah. and you just punched me in the gut. Um, I'm not saying that there's not a place for, you know, that. But I think that, uh, you know, I remember being that kid in high school. And I remember I got a certain teacher that was the opposite. You put your heart and soul into it. Um, and we'll we'll get you to the we'll get you to an age. She's like, no matter what, we'll get you. You're gonna you're gonna go through, and we're gonna get you there. And she did, and it felt really good. Um, I don't know. I'm talking now. <laughs> no, this is good stuff. I I think that I never want to say that the end product doesn't matter because it does. But you know, you hear with Madigan there that she failure was a the avenue through which she learned a lot of the skills that I'm sure she now maybe takes for granted on some level and then also just like like utilizes on a regular basis um what i what well for these guys too what i also i just really respect about these two editors and all the editors is that they don't allow people to publish something that's going to embarrass them or get them in mm -hmm. trouble um these two step in and do everything in their power to help them they're, they're gonna 
they'll go in and, and they'll they'll help that student fix things. They'll help that student do it. They'll they'll get them help and they'll do everything they can to make sure that that's a, once again a safe place for that student to 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 publish something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know if, if somebody was going to publish something that would embarrass them, they wouldn't let that happen. Yeah. Um, and they're going to do they're going to step in and help them. Um, that, that's you know that that's the magic that I, I'm not even sure they know that like they see that right <laughs> right um, but they do do that I mean they come in and they they help the kid and they they sit down with them and I see them like in class walking around the room and they'll sit down with a, a student for 35 minutes a whole mod and help them through with stories um, and 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 they're just you know well that's not me doing it I do it sometimes yeah. you know there there's been times when they're coming to me and hey I need you help. And of course we help, you know, we, we do everything we can, but I mean, it, it mostly comes from them. And that's uh, awesome. Well, and it, as I said, I, I don't want to like place too much of an emphasis on, on product uh, because I think process matters a lot. I almost think process over product in a lot of ways. You know, some of the, like you're saying, the things that you learn the most from failed the first time or a couple of times, but, but you stop trying to take lofty chances and ventures or, you know, go into avenues that you're uncomfortable in when you get your hand slapped for you know the one time when you try so, to go outside the box you and you failed yeah, yeah, because because yeah, yeah. you tried because you, you did something really weird yeah. or different yeah i think um, if you look in the professional world you look at like media you look at movies you look at some of those uh, hollywood directors first movies and it's embarrassing right yeah. it's like holy cow you made that but somewhere along the way there's someone that believed in them and helped them and and um, they they succeeded and uh, you know hopefully we build something like that for these guys yeah so how do we find a way to because I, you know, I love Westside and the fact that we do formatives early, and in English at least it's ten percent for formatives and ninety percent for summative. And it's like, you know, really, we're not going to hold your trial and error portion against you in that that ultimate grade. And we do want the end product. I mean, we have to have a way to measure and like track kiddos and and see where they're at with things. progress. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I don't know, it's like somewhere in there, like being able to to more accurately have or have some flexibility towards process. I know, to just a quick example, I'm going with this. That I've heard about teachers incorporating the idea of risk into rubrics. And that it isn't the end-all be-all, but at least it's like one part of how we're going to assess where you where you ended up. Um, sure. And like what, what ways in which you pushed yourself and, and took some more chances. And uh, I think things like no, that's that are pretty interesting cool. to give some credit yeah, to. Yeah, that's that, really that interesting. Yeah, it's messy, right? It's, it's, it's one of the things we do is not... It's it's tough. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is hard. I mean, it's this is it's taken me 15 years to get here. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a young advisor, you know, I, I came in and I wanted to be a part of everything. You know, I wanted to, I don't know, I just put it in a box so I could see it. And like, as soon as I let go of that, I, you know, I just allowed the students their voice and allowed them to open up and for them to totally like, they might make a decision that I disagree with strongly, mm-hmm. but I have to allow them to make that decision. Yeah. As long as it's not illegal. Yeah. It's not, you know, as long as we're not going to get sued, which is what, you know, my job is, but, I, but I mean, everything we did from that point on was ten times better. Yeah. I mean, from that point on, that was one of the major decisions in my life. That like, that happened my my third, fourth year, maybe you know, and things just started skyrocketing. Yeah, the kids just did amazing. When you first went there, there was there a little dip. There was a big dip because the kids didn't know how to hold the weight up. On yeah, and then, because <laughs> it was my weight, right? So right. I was coming in on weekends working on the yearbook. As soon as I stopped doing that, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a dip because yeah. all of a sudden I wasn't there to, to clean my room, you know, to, the, mm-hmm. you know, to clean the kid's room. The kids had to clean their own room. The kids had to make their own yearbook. Yep. Um, and they suddenly were like, holy cow, we're not going to have a yearbook. And everyone in the school is looking at us. We need a yearbook. 
Then they started coming out on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, That's it. it was just like – and it was like so simple is to, yeah. to, to allow them to trust them and to – to allow them to do that and to hold up that ship on their own. And then they, they took 10 times more pride into that product. They came out and said, this is truly ours. Yeah. You know, this is ours. I did this. I did this photo. And I not only did this story, but I, I edited the story. I worked with my editors. We created the story on our own. We did all this stuff and we made it. And it yep. was powerful and really good. I see the same thing in my current role with working with teachers. You know, we're like, hey, we're going to we're gonna support you and ask that, like, like let's, try, let's try to do some personalized stuff, which is different. And it changes a lot of your like day-to-day classroom practices and some of those like first lesson out first unit out kind of tank, tank sure. out a little Absolutely. bit in some aspects and i, and I know there's been even some pushback in our in our district they're like well you know so-and-so tried this personalized learning piece and oh it's kind of a hot mess um but like you said sometimes <laughs> when you try something new there's an instant yeah dip, yeah and then you go oh this is this fix fix tinker switch and then things just take off. They take off, yes. Um, but you have to give people the space and the respect, which I heard what you said too, yes. um, to trust that ultimately they, they can do this. It's just uh, about, yeah, providing that time. Sorry, I'll, we get all fired up. We can just talk forever. Back to, back to the video here. This is good. And I just feel like Wyatt is very, and the entire Westside Journalism program is just a very positive place to be. And it's more about like you growing and learning rather than you like, doing well and obviously like we're trying to do well because we're like here for the whole school to see but I just think it's really cool that like the school will see our work and like they just think oh like that's cool like journalism stories but like really um from the backside of it like we're learning so much and we're like we see it all as a work in progress when other people like see it as a finished product process product she said but I don't know I just think it's really cool how it's like constantly moving forward but with such a positive um direction and it's never when we do make a mistake because there are quite a, yeah. there are quite a few. And whenever there's a bump in the road, like Z and K are never like, all right, we have to fix it all like right now. Like, like we can't do this anymore, or this isn't working. It's always very like, okay, like what are you guys going to do to solve the problem? Mm-hmm. And that, and in the moment, you're like, I don't like you tell me yeah. like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, but it's it's makes it so much more so much more worthwhile and um it sort of like makes me have more respect for myself and yeah makes me want to learn even more so that was awesome yeah madigan yeah i mean uh madigan and jane are pretty amazing they made me want to tear up right i mean seriously they they uh that's really cool uh but you know this this idea that i mean yeah, I don't tell them the answer. Um, the secret, guys, is I don't always know the answer, but they know that. They know that already. They, they know that. Um, no, but, it's, you know, but, uh, um, once again, the teacher's not the center of the universe. Like, it used to be the teacher was the center of the, of the, of the universe, right? Like, silo they, of knowledge. They were the silo of knowledge. Stage, it was true. I mean, was it sage on the stage? Yeah, it was, it, it, it was kind of yeah. true back in the day. Back, right back in the day, that's where you went. You didn't have the internet and all that stuff. But, you know, my first, when students have conflicts and stuff like that, my first response is, did you talk to the student? Why are you coming to me? Yeah. <laughs> Not as a rude way. I understand yeah. you're frustrated. I understand that you're, you know, I, I listen to that student, but I'm like, I can't solve this problem for you. You know, there are times when I, we get involved and, and we're like, all right, so let's have a conversation. But usually the students are able to work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the hero teacher with the cape on that's going to come in and solve the problem or the, the error on the computer. You know, like, um, <laughs> this is, my computer's not working. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. What am I going to do that's different than what you're going to do? Well, you're the teacher. Uh, 
True. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of some people are like shocked to hear that sometimes, I think. It's just wow. like, um, but that's teaching the student that they are accountable and they are like a, a, the agent of their own success. And that if they're doing whatever they're doing and there's not a teacher or an adult or someone else there, they're going to be able to have the power to be able to say, what can I do to solve this problem? And when you go to a job interview and you're talking about that, and you're talking about here's I was I went through this program. I was at school and I had all these. You know, I was doing this project, and, and I was able to solve these problems on my own. I mean, I think that somebody on the other end of that interview is like, this person, we want this person. Yeah. They're, they're going to solve problems. I'm not going to mm-hmm. have to worry about this person. They're going to help the company be better. Right. Um, I think that's powerful. That's no matter where they're going. They don't have to go to journalism, right? They don't have to go to, to the World Herald. They can go to anything. And I think a lot of the lessons they learn in those hallways, even if they're not, like, stated lessons, that they're going to be able to say, I learned this. Um, I think that these reverberate throughout people's lifetimes. Amen. Now, and not only that, too, and I'm going to digress a little bit, but just to give, like, a different level context and also, but, like, that's the things I want to do with my own children, mm-hmm. right? Like, when they're like, Dad, da, da, they're, like, really upset about something. I'm, I don't care that you're three or, and six. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. Like, your issue's with him. Your issue's with her. Sure. Why, why am I getting <laughs> drugged into this? And and I, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to go to parent corner here. No, no, no. But, no. but I do know there's people that are maybe tuning in that are at an elementary level. And I, and, and you know, like journalism and throwing sure. this in this really weird context. But I think those conversations can happen at any age where when you meet conflict or a challenge or a question, that there are places to go and ways in which you yourself can, beyond even just asking the teacher, like, solve it and find out. Yeah, more. and I think that there's... I love seeing, like, my son, we made a movie once together. We made a yeah. movie. And at one point, I was blown away. So whatever they're doing at Hillside, Miss Bernan, um, he was big, like. Big shout out to Hillside. Yep, Hillside, Miss Bernan. Good job. Oh, up there, not down there. <laughs> um, this, we were like, all right, so we got to come up with a, we got to come up with ideas. And Logan brought out, he's like, where's your iPad? And we brought out the iPad. He's like, there's a brainstorm app. He downloaded that brainstorm app. He started building these maps, you know, the brain maps yeah. or whatever. Um, uh, for our movie. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, this is my kid doing this. He's typing the stuff in. He's like, all right, so this is our plot. You know, this is the, it was really cool. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty amazing. And I want my, I want my student to be able to go through that. I want these students to be able to say what, what kind of problems um, and how can we solve it. So, uh, yeah. So, now we've got Emma, finally, um, here along with Kindle. And they're going to share a little bit about, yeah, kind of the web, website and the bringing together of craze with Wired. I'm Kendall Goodwin. I'm Emma Copeland. And then we're both editor-in-chiefs of Craze Magazine. So we basically organize it, make sure people are getting their stuff done, and do like the finishing touches. Mm-hmm. Make sure everything runs smoothly and that we're producing the best content that we possibly can for our school. Craze is a lot of things. We focus a lot on teen life. We're an online magazine. Yeah, we focus on a lot of the voices that wouldn't usually get heard in the other publications. So like more art students and like music, food, that sort of thing. Um, before each issue, we all we take a couple days in the class and we circle up in a big circle mm-hmm. and just throw out ideas and we write them all on the board. And then Emma and I, after we're done brainstorming, we come together and we decide the best ones that we want to be in the next mm-hmm. issue. So basically, we were supposed to print this year. We were supposed to print every issue, but we decided to go the opposite direction instead and get more multimedia and online inclusive. We wanted our own website, and yeah. we found out that it would be a lot more expensive and a lot more time. And not worth it if when we, they were like, originally going to merge anyway. 
When Madigan and Jane said winter break, I started freaking out because that meant Craze couldn't have any content out until after winter break. So then I asked if maybe if I did most of the work, I could do it by Thanksgiving and then Halloween <laughs> and then three days before Halloween. So the plan was never winter break, but it was. <laughs> My process in designing the website was a lot of YouTube how-tos and a lot of theme help and a lot of calling the old people that were like who used to run the website that we're not supposed to talk to anymore anyways <laughs> to see if they'd help me even though we weren't supported by them anymore. When it first came out it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it was just bad. So basically we had to go back and reorganize again and figure out how to put like sections on the pages and organize the categories so you can post and they'll go to specific places in the website but a lot of trial and error, but yeah, we, I mean, that's all about what school's about. We learn along the way and we learn from our mistakes. And I mean, I feel like journalism really allows us to learn life skills on our own. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she told the story of like the, the process that, you know, they were um, going to print everything. Right. And then they were, you know, this is my fifth year here. Mm -hmm. The plan has always been like, you know, the, the, we talked to the students, have a lot of conversations and talking to the the craze magazine people about like hey don't you think it'd be cool if we add some more multimedia here uh how can we do that better and uh, you know what about a website and once again suggestions and conversations and then this year um they came to this on their own i mean not uh, i remember them specifically being at the back table and they were talking to the class about their plans <laughs> that i i had not necessarily been brought into about you know, we're just going to do this online. We're going to add multimedia and everything. And, and I was just like, it was like, you know, this is awesome. You know, like, yeah, the, it, it took five years maybe. But they came here and they got there, you know. And, mm -hmm. and maybe the next group will want to go someplace different. And that's okay too. That's really cool. But, like, they went to – they got there themselves. If it was me coming in and dictating and saying, we got to go to the website. We're going to do a website this semester. Do you think these guys would be doing all this? Like, would they be doing, like, above and beyond like this? Like, because – it's their teacher told them to do something, right? Yeah. Uh, no. The answer is no. <laughs> you know, like they went here themselves and they uh, Emma went and watched a bunch of YouTube videos and learned all those things that, that are, uh, you know, above my head. Yeah. I'm not good at that stuff. You know, so if they're, if they're coming to me, it's only as good as I am when they're way better than me. Right? That's the cool and that's the power of it. That's it. Uh, and, you know, and again, just to add that, like, personalized learning context to it, we talk about voice and choice a lot. And I think that some people just hear that and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just means differentiation. We can give you choices. Um, but voice is an entirely different thing. We, we paint the analogy sometimes that choice is the car, but voice is the driver. And, you know, you, you sitting in that moment, right, like you're seeing voice like in action, like they're, they're. They're picking their car and they're oh, going to yeah. go with it. We're going online, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and like get in or, or we're leaving you here. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that I don't know. And I get it. We have standards and I think that we should hold to those. And we have certain criteria in all, all subject matters that you like want to make sure that the students get. But finding space to allow for student voice to just drive what's going uh, is always a challenge, but is certainly worth allowing them the opportunity to do yeah and it's not like we don't always like sometimes i shove vitamins down the throat like we're like we <laughs> yeah. have to stop today and we're going to talk about the first amendment yep. a little bit today you know yep. and that's and but they're cool with it and they know that they know because you know what they know because of the conversations we've talked about how important it is for them to know these first amendment uh, yep. values and or the you know 
all the things about some court cases and stuff like that. They know it's important to, to, to discuss these things because it's going to make them better. Um, so that's, that, yeah, it works out. And you got a class culture, too, that knows that you're not going to waste your time. Like, yeah. if you're bringing something up, oh, yeah. it's probably pretty relevant to yeah, what Yeah, busy work and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. we're not doing it. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Nice. Here we go. Personally, journalism is honestly one of the best things I've been a part of in high school. It's given me so much more than just a regular class does. Like, I feel like in regular classes, we're so sheltered and we don't, we're just in kind of a cage and we do what we're supposed to do. But journalism, we have so much more freedom and we learn, we get to learn from that freedom because, I mean, it doesn't always end well. We make mistakes, but we learn from those mistakes and I feel like we're, it makes it, it prepares us much better than just a regular class would. Reflection is definitely a big part because what you put out like is reflective of you. The whole school sees it and they're basically seeing what you did, like your name is on it. So it's a big like, this is what represents me, is this what I want to represent me, is this not what I want to represent me, and then... There's a lot of critiques, but they just want the best for us, even though sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to... Take? Yeah. Be. And all their critiques make us better. When I was a freshman, I used to think that edits were insults. like. That they were personally insulting me as a person, <laughs> but definitely grown more to accept criticism and feedback, and it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You're laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny. You know, because um, you know, I think they teach you in like education school don't use a red pen, right? And so, yeah. like, I remember these guys. Their first issue, they did, they had something out, and like, I used a big, thick red. And not everything. Uh, sorry. Um, but, like, you know, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're – so being highly um, critical of them is is, uh, is hard for them at first to learn, I think. Um, but when they – but once again, when you don't attach it to a grade, right, when you're not, like, mm -hmm. saying, all right, so, man, you you guys, you could have done it way better. But you, you, you did your best. You tried hard. And we're going to learn from this. We're going to get better uh, going forward. Um, you went through the deadlines. You made your deadlines. You you did the First Amendment. You know you 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 were ethical. All those things. You're good to go. Um, they they it's hard for them too. Um, to to uh, to these guys are seniors. Mm -hmm. Right, these two are seniors. Um, so they've gone through the process. Like she was saying at first, it was hard for, as a freshman yeah. to take. Um, but they have come to accept it and then enjoy it and want to learn and grow from that. Um, and it comes from them then. So then, I I, I critique I critique them. I talk to them about things and then they. They kind of internalize that and they feed that back to the class. Yeah. Um, and that works really well. And they know what to look for in their peers' work. And I know Kindle's in there talking to just about having like schools like a cage. And I'm like, oh gosh, please don't say that. <laughs> like, uh, I, I understand that. I'm sure at times it can feel like that. And she's like, when you have the freedom to, to kind of take things where you'd like to go, uh, that, that is a really powerful experience. And the iterations to, to reflect and then learn from them and then grow all things we've been talking about. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like what's going on in here, man. Join Craze! <laughs> True. Um, I just love journalism. Even though I'm not a huge writer, I'm not super confident in my writing, but it's given me like a lot of experience in photography. And just by being in photography, like being in photography, I've had to kind of be forced to write along with that. And so my writing skills have improved, I guess. And then along with just working hard and learning how to manage people, too. Yeah. That's something I've 
never I never imagined myself being a true like a big leader, but I'm glad I got the experience to lead people and be a influence on their life. And then I just love getting to meet like all kinds of people that I've never I would probably have never been friends with Emma if it weren't for <laughs> yeah. journalism or like half of the people in that class I probably would have never met if it wasn't for journalism. And also it, journalism creates a family like high school is kind of hard <laughs> in general but then like with this group of people that like I don't know you're just joined together there's no if you get mad at each other you work it out like because you're stuck together for the whole year maybe more than one year so it really creates a family awesome man yeah no culture is important right and i know that i could um you know we could do more about culture and and, and all that stuff but i mean um you know they talk about family families fight yeah some some brutal fights or family fights right some of the some of the and and sometimes uh you know them going through that as a team once again prepares them for a future on a team at a job where they're gonna have to figure out ways to solve those problems which is i, I think really powerful and really amazing um, you know, has there been times when I've had to get involved? And there has. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've had to get in there and say, we need to sit down and talk, everybody. We need yeah. to figure this out, you know. And, and and that's fine. That's part of my job. They're, 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 they're young people. Um, but but let's let's not just say that they're uh, – I'm sure Mr. Opperman has had to take a couple of teachers into his office and have them work things out, right? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> sure. I'm sure that that's happened before, coaches. And, you know, yeah. um, um, and that's 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 part of life is, is navigating those waters. And um, – you know what they were what what they were talking about leadership. I had a chance to to lead. You know that's really cool. That's an agency piece. Yeah, I know. I keep harping on that. Yeah, but that's a big part of that too. Is having the like ability to go. You know what? Like she said, this may isn't even my strong suit, but I'm gonna like develop the skills necessary to reach my potential and to uh, like find out how to yeah utilize what skills I have to get where I want to go. Yeah, I mean, and these two, I mean, all the program editors are, are, are pretty amazing. Um, you know, these two, I think last night they even had, um, they had a get-together at uh, Emma's house. They had team building, um, you know, not dictated by me. It was, it was mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we want to do some team building. They went and they, they, they do things like that. Um, you know, they'll have nights here. They come in and after school and they have little get-togethers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, 99% of the time it's a student-initiated and student, you know, I, I help them sometimes. Hey, maybe you guys should do that, but like, we'll see. It's them. Yeah, but that's really cool, right? And it builds these little family units, these little group of students that care about each other. Not that there's not challenges. I mean, when they're trying to lead their oh, peers, yeah. there's a lot of challenges. I mean, they they have people, um, you know, that that don't agree with them, and they're like, "You're a year older than me, or you're the same age, or you know, mm-hmm. you know." And that's hard. Um, but that's hard at any level. That's hard when you go to 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 any kind of job, and all of a sudden you have somebody who's younger than you being your as your manager or something yeah. like that and you're like I gotta figure this out it's kinda it's kinda stinks but I gotta figure it out right and right. that's that's kinda cool well I uh I, I like looking at this and going again I wouldn't if you're listening in misconstrue this as being a conversation about what you should do exactly these things because you're right journalism is yeah. it's own unique dynamic and culture and experience and it's four years and it's progressive and it provides opportunity for students to learn from one another but I, I do like hearing and this is why it's not just us talking. I like hearing the students articulate these things, and then we can reflect back on them and go, look at what's possible. Um, and and not to say that your class should run this way um, in kindergarten or even in senior year if you're teaching English 12, but 
students are capable of so much if given the opportunity at any level. And as you kind of like hear what they've done with the space that you've created and the culture that you brought around that, even if we can replicate that in microcosms and in smaller doses. Sure. Small um, lessons. I mean, you could look at these things and you could have small lessons. I mean, you know, I didn't know what these students were going to say until I saw this, yeah. right? And then, I mean, they're talking, I mean, they make me really proud, make me really happy, right? They make me really uh, proud to be their advisor and to be their um, it just validates a lot of what we do here. That's really cool. But I think that, like, if I was going to go back and teach English, things would be totally different. And I remember teaching English and uh, before I was uh, a journalism advisor, like, in this way. And, I mean, everything I did, everything I would do the next time would be completely different. Yeah. Um, and um, not that I would just let them run everything on their own. No, it still standards-based, be still yeah, indicators, it, still accomplishing. But, but, I mean, my goodness, it'd be, it'd be quite a bit different. And... Uh, and that's, I think, the exciting part about taking some snippets of what they do and what you hear from them and, and being able to apply it to other places. Man, I'm just jazzed. Thanks for taking the no, time man, to have this cool. conversation. This is fun. This is neat. This is really cool. Yeah, this is so, fun. I'm looking forward. We're going to put this piece together uh, as a video that we'll be able to share um, probably at some point through uh, Wired or our Westside Personalized website. But uh, uh, we'll also capture you know, our conversation here along with this video. Uh, in some sort of podcast format to share out too. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you learned a little bit from us today. I just appreciate always getting a chance to talk with Z. So uh, it was good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. Cool. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.